This is going to be a great podcast, ladies. I have a very special guest, Dr. Karen Dunstan on. She is a board certified OBGYN with special training in anti-aging, metabolic, and functional medicine. So her focus is on women ages 40 to 60 with weight and energy problems. How many of you have that? Pretty much everybody listening, right? She helps women understand that their weight and energy issues at midlife isn't a math problem related to calories. Like we always talk about calories in, calories out, but a communication problem related to hormone balance. How many times do we say that on here? All the time. It's not about calories. It's about that hormonal balance. And you're not going to find it at your doctor's office because you won't get the right tests. And the tests that you do get won't be read the right way to properly treat and diagnose hormone imbalances. This is what we say all of the time on here. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. So Dr. Kieran, after discovering the hidden cause of midlife weight gain and fatigue in women, she herself lost a life-changing 100 pounds, fixed her adrenal fatigue. She's a pioneer in female hormone justice. I love that. Dr. Kieran founded the Midlife Metabolism Institute and the Hormone Club to provide women of every age access to hormonal freedom, regardless of where you are in the world. She's been featured on CBS, NBC, Reader's Digest, Huffington Post, First for Woman, and Best Self and More. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and we will post all of her contact links in the show notes. All right, Dr. Karen, thank you so much for joining us on the Thyroid Fixer podcast. Wow, you have an amazing story that I cannot wait for you to tell our listeners. So first of all, thank you for jumping on, and I'm so excited for this interview. Me too. So glad to be here, Amy. So please, I mean, in your, in your bio and in the intro that I gave you, I was reading about your 100-pound weight loss that you achieved. So tell us your story and how you came to figure out how to help women with hormone problems in midlife and tell us your own story. 
Sure. Happy to do that. So I was a very successful OBGYN and delivered thousands of babies, did pap smears, and really played a really important role in, in women's lives. And I loved it. However, my health didn't love it. And at one point, I weighed 243 pounds. So I was obese. And then I also was tired all the time. I even though I was a wife and a mom and a doctor and ran a practice, I only had time for work and sleep. That's all, all I did. And I had a lot of physical ailments stemming from various maladies. I had gut dysfunction, irritable bowel, gastritis. I had anxiety and depression. And at one point was on five psychoactive medications. My hair was falling out. I had no sex drive. And I really felt and looked 20 years older than I was. And I was really ashamed of this because here I was supposed to know more about women's health than anyone else, right? Board certified OBGYN in, in the United States of America, you're supposed to know about women's health. But you could look at me and clearly see that I was not healthy. So I had a, a lot of shame around it. And I would say there's got to be something wrong. And I would run tests. Say, I've, I've got to have a thyroid problem. I'd run a thyroid test and it would come back, quote unquote, normal. Right. And then I'd say, well, that was last month. Let me check it again. I got to have a thyroid problem. I check it again. It'll come back, quote unquote, normal. So I went on like this. And meanwhile, the thing that bothered me the most, and I know a lot of people can relate to this, was the weight. Because people couldn't see inside the dysfunction I was having, but they could see that I was obese. And that was really humiliating for me. Uh, I, I more than anything wanted the weight gone. So I tried diet pills and Jenny Craig and Nutrisystem and working out like crazy at the gym when I had energy and doing all these things. And I would have some minor success only to be met with more failure and more weight gain, which is pretty typical. And I would go to my internist and I'd say, something's got to be wrong. you got to run tests. Look at me. I'm not healthy. And she would run tests and they'd all come back normal. Mm -hmm. So after going through this for a few years, I, I remember the last time I went to her office, Amy, and it was a Tuesday and uh, I left work and I, I went over there and I was waiting to get my lab work, right? She wanted to go over it with me in person because I was bugging her so much about something's wrong. And so I went over there and um, she told me again, your labs are all normal. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need to eat less and exercise more. Like she yelled <laughs> at me and pointed her finger. There's, and, and I said, but I won't say her name, but tell her, there's got to be something wrong. Like this is just not normal. And she, she yelled at me and she's like, Kieran, stop. There's nothing wrong. Like you just need to stop and move more and stop eating so much. And I walked out to my car and I closed the door and I just cried, cried and in broke your car. down. Yes. Cried in my car. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just crazy. And I'm destined to a life of obesity and poor health, depression, anxiety, like all the things, no sex drive. Mm -hmm. And I was facing uh, back surgery because I was having a problem with my back because of my weight. And they said, we want to do a fusion. And you know what happens with one back fusion, you end up yeah. with a whole destabilizes the whole thing. And then you're just on disability. And I'm thinking I'm not going to be able to do surgery. My career is over. I mean, it was horrible. And I cried and I thought, you know, if this is what life is going to be. I don't even want it. Yeah. And you're a doctor. <laughs> like where, I mean, you have, there, your story has so much that I want to touch on. 
first of all, you're a freaking doctor and you don't have the respect from another colleague to listen to you knowing that you know your body and you know something's wrong and you didn't even get that. So imagine all of your patients, my patients, the listeners that are going like, hey, yeah, that's me too, not being listened to. Well, of course not. If a doctor can't be listened to, the layperson isn't going to be listened to either. They're going to get told that they're normal and eat less and exercise more. Right. I call it medical gaslighting. That's a term I coined. Yep. That, um, and we women at midlife get the gaslighting from the medical establishment more than anyone. There's nothing wrong with you. It's your fault. You just eat too much and you're lazy and you don't move enough. Right. Yeah. So I didn't have a choice, Amy. Right. I was the breadwinner in my family. I had to keep going. So I kept putting one foot in front of the other. And then one day, one of my patients who was in her forties, like I was, came in and I hadn't seen her in a year. She had been in the year earlier and was dealing with all the midlife stuff, right? Crazy blood crime scene periods. Yep. Couldn't, she couldn't sleep. I slept too much. Um, she was having gastritis. I think we, uh, and her mood wasn't right. She says, I'm just not myself, right? Had no sex drive. So I did all the pill for every ill medicine I was taught. So she left with a handful of prescriptions, birth control pill, antidepressant, H2 blocker, right? All the things we give women at midlife for every symptom, there's a pill. And it wasn't really helping her. She went away and then she came back for her annual exam. And I saw her at the end of the hall and I was like, what? Oh my gosh. She looked totally different. She had lost that 30 pounds. She couldn't lose. Her hair was full, eyes and skin shining and bright. She was smiling and she just had this ease in her body. And I was like, I can't wait to see what she did. Because, you know, when you see that friend who's the one who lost all the weight, you can't wait to hear what she did. And then when you hear what she did, what do you do? You set about to disprove why what she did was not wrong and it doesn't work. And that's exactly what I did. So she told me, oh, I went and saw this doctor and she did these tests that you never did for me. And she checked my hormone levels and we did salivary cortisone, all this stuff. And I'm like, I never heard of this stuff. And then, I mean, she was walking proof, but inside I'm going, yeah, this isn't a thing. Right. Right? Right. Well, because you hadn't been trained in it. Your conventional medicine training was... This, 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 this is what you check. If it's, if it's within range or within normal limits, move on. Yep. And so I set out to disprove her. So I said, I'm going to do research. I'm going to see, this isn't a thing that she did. And I didn't end up disproving her. I ended up proving her that everything she said was true. There were tests that I didn't know about. As a board-certified OBGYN in the United States of America, I was not trained in tests to check women's hormone levels appropriately the right way and how to read them. I was not taught how to do a proper thyroid evaluation and read the labs the proper, correct way. I was not taught how to assess someone's cortisol for functional optimization or lack of it. Mm -hmm. None of it. So I said, oh my God, there's this whole world of medicine I was never trained in. I'm going to learn everything I can about this and and I'm going to use it on myself. And if it works, I'm going to spend the rest of my career teaching other women about this. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. 
So I started doing the tests and I would address the tests. And even though I had checked my thyroid at least 10 times, Amy, and it was normal, quote, normal, quote, normal, quote, normal, quote. When I did the right tests and I read them the right way, and I know you know this, but I'm just saying to anybody listening, oh my gosh, you have hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. No wonder you have no energy. No wonder your hair is falling out. Your nails are brittle. Your skin is dry. You are anxious, like coming out of your skin, anxious. Yep. Yep. No wonder. Oh, salivary cortisol testing, flat line at the bottom of the curve. Like you just have enough cortisol to live, <sighs> yeah. but not survive. You have total adrenal fatigue. People are like, how are you even standing? Once I found doctors who did this kind of thing, how are you even functioning? And then I started addressing them, you know, with natural treatments, right? So botanicals, vitamins, minerals, Mm -hmm. and and hormones, right? Right. (laughs) When when needed. I was progesterone deficient also. I mean, I was just like a plethora of dysfunction. But mainstream medicine said, well, on paper, you look good. Yep. And I'm looking in the mirror going, on paper, I look good. Look at me in the mirror. I'm a hot freaking mess. I look yep. and feel 20 years older than I am. So this started my journey. This is over 10 years ago. And I haven't looked back. I joined the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine mm-hmm. fellowship program and got fellowship trained in anti-aging metabolic and functional medicine. I eventually uh, walked away from regular OBGYN because I knew it was not the way to help people. You know, it's just not. If people want to be really healthy and we women at midlife deserve, no need that, uh, then they need people like me and you out here doing this because anyone can do a pap smear or deliver a baby, frankly. Not everyone can help a woman rebirth herself. Yep. And get optimized. And exactly. I I can't even tell you how much I love you. I love your energy. (laughs) I love, I just love your message and your energy. And this is just, I know, I mean, the listeners are resonating right now. And you brought up something that actually no one has ever brought up, including myself on this podcast, shame. The shame that a woman takes on when she's not ideal and when she's gaining weight and when she can't have all the energy in the world to be a mom and run a business and go to the grocery store and clean the house. And then, and then the conventional system, putting that shame back on a woman saying, but it's you, you need to eat less and exercise more. You're just getting older. And that's something I haven't even touched yet. So I'm happy that you brought it up. Medical gaslighting girl. It's a thing. I, like I said, I coined the term, but you're welcome to use it. Uh, it's a thing. And we women at midlife get it worse than anyone. It's your fault. No, it's not. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. y'all's fault. It's the meta whole medical establishment. I include in there, not only the medical, uh, people who deliver the care, but insurance and pharmaceutical, right? It's all, it's the conglomerate. So now is our time to take back our power and stop the gaslighting and, say, no, it's y'all are doing the wrong tests and you're reading them the wrong way to figure out what's causing our, at the root of our problems and, and start doing this for each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'm sure when you got your thyroid tested, it was just what TSH and free T4. Oh yeah. Not even free T4. 
Right. It was just, no, they did do, you know, the, the free T4, like the thyroid panel. Yeah. I think it's, no, they do a total, it has the TSH, the FTI and the total thyroxin, you know, yeah. with the FTI as a calculated index, like who cares? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's so useless. It's, it's useless. Yeah. useless. Or, and then, you know, the TSH will be like four and they'll go, no, you're okay. What? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so many people, I'm sure your patients too, they come in from their years of frustration and their years of testing and they show you their TSH and that's it. That's all they have ever had done. And meanwhile, they have all the symptoms in the world. If anyone would just stop and listen to them for more than five minutes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy you're, you're in this space with your, yeah. Once you know, you can't unknow. Can't unknow. You, you just cannot can't. unknow the truth about your health. And uh, so everybody listening, you just got woke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just a big light just shone down on you. <laughs> so you mentioned the, the whole eat less, exercise more. So that brings in that whole math um, calculation, calories in, calories out. And you say, listen, it's not a math problem. It's a communication problem. So can you expand on that? Sure. So we women at Midlife think that our weight problem is a math problem. I've eaten too much, too many calories in, or not enough calories out. I haven't moved enough and done exercise. And this is what we think our weight is. And when you're 20, weight is a math problem. You go on that cruise, you eat like a pig for a week, and then you gain five pounds. You come back and you do math. I'm going to cut back on what I eat. I'm going to work out more at the gym. Five pounds gone, a couple weeks, done, right? No big problem. But the, the issue is that it's a really a communication problem. So what allows calories in and calories out to be coupled together and linked is actually your thyroid, literally. It's your metabolic coupler between your weight, your fat stores, and your energy, because your thyroid is what tells your cells when to open those fat cells, take the fat out, burn it, and make fuel to do things. Like, go run to the grocery store, you know, bat an eyelash, think a thought, do whatever. So when you don't have energy, it's because your thyroid is not burning, telling your cells to burn the fat and convert it. But it's not only thyroid, you've got seven major metabolic hormones that tell all your cells how to handle calories, So you've got your insulin hormone, I'll just run them down briefly, thyroid, cortisol, DHEA, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. Those are your seven main metabolic driving hormones. Mm -hmm. Hormones are communicators. I know most people don't have a framework about what is a hormone. It's this thing in my body, but it's no different than like, oh, it's my calcium or my vitamin D, but I want you guys listening to understand the importance of them. So what runs your body? Your brain, right? That's your mainframe computer. Brain runs everything. Brain gets cut off from your body. You're kaput. So your brain has two branches. It has the hardwired branch that has nerves that go all throughout your body. So you can move toes and fingers. You can digest food. That's kind of like the hardwired internet in your house, right? So what keeps you connected and going to the outside world, the internet in your house? Mm-hmm. So the hardwired internet, if you plug your computer into it, pretty sturdy, right? Rarely goes out. Well, the other part of your nervous system is the wireless internet, like the wireless internet in your house. Mm-hmm. 
The wireless internet in your brain, that's your hormones. So your brain secretes one hormone that then has to travel all throughout your body to go to another organ to tell it to secrete something. And then like in the thyroid, you secrete inactive thyroid. And then that has to travel all around. And then it has to get converted to active thyroid. And that has to travel. And then it has to get to the cells. And the cells have to be able to recognize it. It knocks on the door. Knock, knock, knock. It says, do you know the secret code? I do. Okay, well, then I'm going to let you in. If it doesn't know the secret code and there's some... Times it doesn't know the secret code, or maybe there's no doorknob on the door. It can't get in and it has to get in and then it has to get to the nucleus of the cell to have activity. So lots of steps in that wireless communication, just like in your house with your computer. I don't know about your house, but in mine, I got wireless problems all the time. Where I live in Georgia this time of year, we have thunderstorms every single day and the electricity flashes, that could be a problem, or the Wi-Fi signal goes out, trying to connect, cannot connect, unstable connection. You know what I'm talking about. Your hormones are the same. So many things can interfere with the wireless communication of your hormones. So those seven main metabolic drivers, you might assume that you've got them all tuned up at the right levels. I should be able to eat less and exercise more and and lose weight and have more energy. And that might work when you're 20. But by the time you're 40, ladies, you have programmed obsolescence of your ovary factory, hormone factory. So you're programmed time you're born with the number of eggs you're going to have. And by the time you start puberty and you're kicking out those eggs every month and many more disintegrating, by the time you're 35, those those eggs are considered old and they don't produce the same level of hormones. And by your time you're 40, women really notice that. So that's your wireless internet, y'all. It's going offline at 40 and you're beating yourself up and your doctor's beating you up. Well, you just need to eat less and exercise more. Your thyroid labs are normal. There's nothing wrong with you. And you're like, I'm just crazy because I really don't eat that much. And I really do move a lot. I get a lot of steps on my tracker. You're right. He's wrong. So (laughs) it's the communication from that nervous system and communication is the most important thing in any system. You go into a third grade classroom anywhere in America today and you find a substitute teacher who didn't get the lesson plan from the regular teacher who's out sick and what's going on in her classroom? Chaos. Kids are running around, playing tag, throwing spitballs. Why? No communication. This is the lesson plan. This is what's expected of them and no communication to the kids. This is what's expected when there's a substitute teacher. You will behave this way and you will sit in your chair and you'll do what's expected. Communication is vital for any system to function. All your cells are looking for that communication from those hormones. They don't know what to do without it. So it's like you driving your car down the highway with a blindfold on. They don't know. You want me to burn calories? I didn't know. They didn't get the memo, right? The memo (laughs) is thyroid hormone, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, cortisol. Those are the memos. If the memos aren't getting, then the cells aren't getting it. You could work out like crazy. And I see women all the time. It's like, they do CrossFit. (laughs) They got muscles, Yep. but they got fat too. And they can't get rid of it. I run marathons. Yeah. But you got fat, you can't get rid of it because you don't have the right communication. So that's why it's a communication problem. So 
once you hit, and this can hit earlier for some people, but for most people, it definitely hits by the time you get into your 40s. Uh, you've got to fix the communication. It's not a math problem. Mm-hmm. I lo- so I love using analogies and stories. So that was so beautifully put. I love that. It's so easy to understand when you relate it to the Wi-Fi or to a third grade classroom. That's it. It's the communication. So, and, and the way that you said about the, the thyroid releasing and T4 has to convert to T3 and then has to get to the cell. I always say it's like that poor little T4 guy is running a marathon with some hurdles. It's a <laughs> tough job. There's so much that can get in the way of that conversion and then T3 actually getting to the receptor site on the cell. Since we don't have receptor sites for T4, we need the T3 to get to the cell. I mean, that that is just perfectly. I just love you to death. I just do. And then, Amy, and then you've got the, the blonde linebacker reverse T3. Who's going to get to the receptor first. Like, nah, I've got to sit here. You can't do anything. So you know, I like, always say it's a bouncer. It's like a bouncer. bouncer. <laughs> like, nope, sorry. You can't get in. You can't get in. You know, yeah. Same thing. I love it. Nah, like, nah, you can't get in. Not coming in. Not today. <laughs> not today. Hilarious. And I'm sure this cracks you up too. When a patient comes to you with a full hormone panel and she's a woman and she has estrogen, LH, FSH. <laughs> right. Um, did your last doctor forget that you have other hormones that are important? So tell, tell the listeners what do you look at and, and how do all of those hormones kind of play together? Right. So the first thing is that, you know, when women hear me talking about this stuff, they're like, just tell me what labs I need my doctor to draw and I'll have them draw it. So then I'll be good. And what you got to understand is for a lot of these hormones, blood is actually not accurate to draw them. So I wish I could help you there, but I can't. So um, you really want the gold standard is a Dutch test, dried urine metabolite test for your sex hormones. And that's going to give you your three types of estrogen, estrone, estradiol, estriol. It's going to give you your progesterone. It's going to give you your testosterone. And then all the other intermediary hormones, androstenedione, dione, eocolinone. It's also going to give you your salivary cortisol levels, uh, which you have to check throughout the day. And then Thyroid can be done appropriately in blood because it's water soluble. And I forgot to mention the reason why blood isn't accurate for the others is all of those steroid hormones are made from cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows where cholesterol comes from, animal fat, right? So it is animal fat and your body makes these hormones from cholesterol. So these hormones are like oil, they're fat, and your blood is water. Oil and water don't mix. So these hormones are not swimming around in your bloodstream having a pool party. And you just scoop up some blood or some pool water and say, well, there are five pieces of hormone in there. That's the level. You can't, it doesn't work like that, right? So your blood is like water and your cells are fat. All your cells in your body are coated in fat and these hormones are fatty. So they like to stay in the cells. When they are carried in the blood, they actually are transported in carrier proteins. So you can see how many carrier proteins you have and you can check the what we call free fraction of those hormones. You get a total and free testosterone, but the free fraction is notoriously inaccurate because those hormones, you know how quickly uh, when you mix oil and water like in a glass together, how quickly they separate. 
it's it's a fraction of a second and it's the same in your blood. So those hormones aren't hanging out in there. So it's very, it's impossible to really get a very accurate number, especially if you're already on hormones, then it's absolutely impossible. So that's why you want a urine metabolite that collects metabolites. And then you can by deduction, they calculate how much is in your body. Um, so thyroid though is water soluble and it can be checked in blood, but you want there are like seven or eight different tests you want to have done. So not just a TSH, which is what a lot of doctors do, not just a thyroid profile, which includes TSH, the FTI and thyroxin. That's not good. You want a TSH. You want a total and free T4, a total and free T3. You want a reverse T3, and then you want your antibodies, thyroid peroxidase antibody and antithyroglobulin antibody. Um, And then there's a melatonin on the Dutch too. I forgot that. Mm -hmm. So that's like all the comprehensive hormones. Uh, Did I forget any? No, I think that's it. That's good. I mean, what yeah. about pregnenolone and, and DHA? Do you check pregnenolone? Oh, yeah. So those are on the Dutch also. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to play devil's advocate with the Dutch because yeah. I have so many people that just can't afford it. It's so yeah. expensive. So sometimes we just go by blood because it's it, it's covered by insurance. Of course, you and I aren't because we have we need more than five minutes to spend with a person. Right. But But when it comes to labs, it's like, Oh man, if I'm trying to save a person money, we'll just go buy serum. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Totally inaccurate? Or do you sometimes when someone can't afford a Dutch, you go, okay, well, we're going to figure this out with the serum at least and pair it up with your yeah. If your well, If your progesterone's in the basement, maybe you have low progesterone. In my hormone balance mastermind that I designed, we do do the Dutch because- That's what people, that's really the gold standard. For a screening test, when you are not on hormones, a serum is probably acceptable. But once someone gets on hormones, then the question becomes, how are you going to properly monitor them at least twice a year, in my opinion, you need to have a hormone evaluation for the levels to be appropriate. And so unfortunately, it's kind of like, if you can't afford to keep the membership at that fancy golf club, for a year, you probably don't need to start at the fancy golf club. I hate to say it like that, but you're probably better served by just getting the hormones that come on your your PPO plan for a $30 copay where there is no hormone testing. That's better than nothing. And not even worrying about the testing because this false sense of security that people get lulled into Because they're getting blood levels checked. I see more problems with that than anything. Like I had a woman come to me. She had pellets. She had like those bio T pellets. And so they gave her estrogen and testosterone, no progesterone. And she came in talking like this. Her voice was so low. Why? Because she had been on so much testosterone. And she said, Dr. Kieran, I'm having orgasms walking down the street. (laughs) I don't think that's normal. And like she had clitoromegaly, her clitoris was ginormous because of all this testosterone because they were monitoring her with blood levels for years. So when I, you see something like that, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of like, I understand the Dutch is expensive. And the thing is, people say I can't afford it, but that's because we're coming at it from the mentality of we are socialized to believe that our health care should be paid for by our job and our insurance and a $30 copay. And it is an expense to be minimized. 
and nothing could be further from the truth, right? So health insurance was created over 100 years ago by employers. Why? Because they didn't like you being out sick from work. And they didn't like you saying, I can't afford to go to the doctor. So they said, well, let's make some insurance. So they have to go to the doctor and get a doctor's note and get some type of pill so that can patch them up well enough to come back and do their job. That's what your health insurance was designed for. It's not designed for you to thrive at 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. So if you want a higher standard of care, you want a better car, you want a Tesla, you want a Mercedes, you got to pay for it. And unfortunately, it's the same with your health. If you want your hormones to be tuned up where you don't have a communication problem and you want to sleep well and you want your hair to be full and you want a good sex drive and you want your cognition to be peaked, you know, into latter years and not get dementia, you have to invest in your health because your health insurance is not about that. It's not about that. So I hear you people saying I can't afford it, but can you really not afford it? Because what kind, you know, then you get into like, and it's funny because I used to be that one too, right? I was, I was so tried and true in the medical system and I was going to the doctor on my policy, right? For a $30 copay. And right. if they give me the drug that's like $50 copay, can I get one for $30 copay? I was that person. And so then when I discovered this type of care and they're like, oh, that's $500 for this hormone test. I think I was willing to pay it because I wanted to know, right? So I was like, well, I don't believe in that, but okay. And I did it. And then when I saw in black and white, what a disaster my hormones were. And then um, I went to the health food store the first time I got this list of botanicals and nutraceuticals I needed in my community brighter day. And I have this long list, right? So I have this shopping cart and I'm like, this one, this one, this one, this, I'm just pulling them off the shelf. And I go to the checkout, woman's ringing up for what seems like forever. And she goes, okay, that's $880, please. Yeah. And I went, what? Yeah. $880 for vitamins, minerals, and herbs. Are you kidding me? I didn't say that out loud, but that's what I was thinking in my head. Right. But right in that moment, I had to make this choice, Amy. I'm like, okay, either I'm two feet in and investing in myself and in this to see if it works because this was right at the beginning or I'm going to reject the possibility and then I'm going to accept the fact that I'm crazy and going to go get on disability and be obese and just a mess for the rest of my life. And I plunked my credit card down and I paid it and I haven't looked back since. Yep. So this concept of you can't afford it, that was always my refrain. I can't afford that. I can't afford that. We afford what we value. Yeah. And the thing is that you've been taught not to value your health, number one, and you've been taught to not invest in your health. And so you've got to reframe what you've been socialized to believe if you want something different. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm just, I'm like beaming from the <laughs> ear right now because I just love talking to you. Um, that's so you know, And it's like you, you afford your Botox, you afford like... People find the money for Botox. You find yep. the money for fillers, but then yep. it's like, oh, but I can't afford a Dutch test. No. Yep. Very well said. Or they can't afford us and they want to, right. do you accept insurance? No. Okay. No. And keep bouncing to 10 different doctors, <laughs> right. paying those co-pays. And if you're seeing an endocrinologist who's going to drop the ball on you, that's $125 copay. And, and just keep adding that up until you're frustrated, fat, tired, and you don't even have the energy to see another person. And that's going to be your life. That's going to be your life. 
Yeah. They'll never get better in the, in the medical system using insurance. It will not happen, period. Will not happen. I agree wholeheartedly. And I'm so <laughs> glad you said that and call it. So it's not just me, you yeah. know, calling people out on this, on the podcast, because I've been seeing it a lot more lately. I think maybe because we've gone through, you know, a rough year, 2020 going into 2021 and, and people are just like, Oh man, you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of pinching pennies and whatnot. But if you feel like garbage, that's not where to pinch pennies. That's where to, <laughs> That's where to invest because you're going to get a return. So instead of going on the vacation, I know you've been cooped up. Everybody's traveling right now, but take that money and spend it on yourself because you're not, you're yeah. going to be, you're going to be garbage on vacation anyways, because you're not going to feel good and you're not going to want to get dressed and go out and you're not going to want to eat the food because you know, you're going to gain 10 pounds a day or maybe 20 by the end of that week on vacation. Yeah. So I'm glad I mean, you it's said a- it. It's a bitter pill to swallow. It was a bitter pill for me to swallow because I really had bought into the whole whole system. Mm-hmm. But now I'm so far out of it. I'm like, I don't even have health insurance. Why? Yeah. I invest that money in my health, yeah. you know, in my hormones and keeping myself tuned up. And yep, 100%. I mean, I think back, I just told the story the other day to when I was first, I was, I was gaining weight and was misdiagnosed six different times, cried in my car, similar to you. you. Did. <laughs> and I mean, back then I was making maybe $300 a week was, was my income. And I found the money. I will never forget my functional doctor who I found who saved my life at that point in time, 25 years ago was 250 to walk in the door. And I thought, oh my God, that's a week's Hey, like, but I found it. I don't know what I gave up multiple things, but I found it because that extra 30, 20, 30, 40 pounds that I was walking around with and the hair loss and the fatigue was, I mean, I would have given anything to get rid of that. So it, it, it comes down to how do you, what do you value? It absolutely does. And, uh, I'll, I've never looked back and, you know, either you're willing to invest in yourself or you're not. Yeah. It's kind of gets down to that. Yep. Exactly. So you're saying like basically the majority of women at midlife, overweight, tired, they need to to get the hormones fixed. Absolutely. To me, like hormones, that's ground level foundation. That's the foundation on your house, the communication. You know, I know there's some people who say, oh, well, you need to start with gut detox and rehab. And that's a part of it. But if you don't get the communication going, yep. it's, it's impossible to fix the gut. It's impossible to properly detox. It's impossible to do anything else without communication. If you don't get those third graders sitting in their seats quietly so they can listen to what the teacher says and know what page you're on and what the lesson is in the homework, nothing's going to happen as long as they're running around playing tag and throwing spitballs. It's like, Oh, we're going we're gonna to come in and we're going to clean the floor in this classroom while these third graders are running around playing tag. The floor is just going to get dirty in five seconds, right? It's, so it's a little insane. Hormones, communication. When there's a hurricane, Amy, right? So uh, what's the first thing that has to happen after a hurricane? They've got to know. Information has to be transmitted. How many people are injured? How many hospital beds do you need? Is your hospital electricity working or not? Do you need ambulances? Are the roads open? Can we get people in? Care workers, can we get people out? Communication is everything. Mm -hmm. And that's hormones. Yep. 
that's hormones. And I, oh my gosh, you and I are so much alike. <laughs> I, I, it drives me. I know the importance of the gut. I, I get it. I know. But it drives me crazy when everybody starts with it. If someone will come in with a T3 of a two, but they're fixing their gut. And I'm like, um, you're not going to feel better just fixing your gut. Because there, there's no magic T3 in that probiotic that you're taking. <laughs> you know? Not a drop. Yeah. Yeah. You got to fix the hormones and the communication first. I'm 100% in agreement with you. 100%. And thank you. I'm glad. Like we see eye to eye, right? It's like, you got to get the communication going. Yeah. And then when all the systems are communicating and they know what's expected, then you go in and you clean up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then we can start fixing all these little things down here that are contributing to the communication being off, contributing to your low thyroid, contributing to your hormones in the tank. But you don't start down here. That's not going to cut it. Mm-mm. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So you see mostly women 40 to 60 hormones, thyroid, and then you, you just fix them up. I love it. So you actually have a, a membership group. Tell us about that so people can know. Sure. So I have two different programs. So one thing I have is the hormone club. That is a telemedicine solution for women mm-hmm. to receive state-of-the-art hormone testing and treatment from physicians licensed in their states. I'm the medical director of that. I don't provide this direct care the doctors do. And then I have the Midlife Metabolism Institute where I educate women on their hormones because it's not enough to just, you know, gone are the days that you can abdicate responsibility for your health and hormones just to the doctor. Like, just give me a pill. I don't care what it's called. As long as it's $30 copay, gone. Okay, because as you see, your doctor doesn't know what we are talking about. So, you know, you can't just go to your doctor and abdicate responsibility. So I teach women in those programs in my hormone balance mastermind, what are your, how to know what, what are the right labs to do and how to read them. I don't just give you a fish. I teach you how to fish. So my goal is to educate women in those programs to know how to do this for life. Um, and so I have that. And then I have another gut rehab and detox that we do after you get the hormones balanced. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it. I love, love, love it. So I forgot to ask you as you were talking, I just thought of this as you're teaching women, like here's how to read your labs. I love asking my hormone guests their thought on the importance of testosterone for women, because I think it's very important. You don't want it high where you're like a bodybuilder and talking deep and you got acne and- and enlarged clitoris, but what is your take on testosterone in women and its importance? And where do you like to oh see Oh my that? God. Yeah. So important and so neglected, right? There's no commercially available testosterone supplement. Of course not, because we don't check women's hormones. But when you do the Dutch, you get your testosterone level. I'd say 90% of the women in my programs who have that are low, who have the, that test. Yep. Um, it's vital. It's vital for your bone density. It's vital for your muscle mass. And muscle mass is one of the biggest drivers, loss of muscle mass that starts at the age of 30 is one of the biggest drivers of midlife weight gain. Mm-hmm. We start gaining weight at the age of 30 at the rate of 3% per year if we don't do anything to prevent it. Well, one of the things you need to do is increase your muscle mass, which becomes very hard if you don't have enough testosterone because testosterone helps you maintain your muscle mass. It's important for your cognitive functioning and your drive. It increases your dopamine. So you know how they say when a guy's lost his edge, 
That's because his testosterone is low. Well, we women have an edge too, because we have testosterone. They have 10 times as much, but we've got it and we need it. And it is so neglected. I say it's what turns the lights on. You need estrogen, you need progesterone to function adequately, but it isn't until you get that testosterone dialed to the optimal levels that women are like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, now I see, she said. Yeah. Now I get it. This, it's like the, I, I was writing an email to my people the other day. I said, it's the vum after your vava. It's like the vava, vum. It's the thing that really makes you feel good. Yeah. And it's essential. So you got to have it. Um, total agreement. I, I see women just neglected on the testosterone end because just like we see in the labs that they bring in, no one's checking their testosterone because they, they deem it a ma- male hormone. And so we don't need to check that on you. Right. It, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's so important. I like experts saying that so my listeners can hear from someone oh, like yeah. me touting the importance of testosterone in women. Yeah. Yeah. And the poor guys, I mean, that would be a whole nother podcast. They're, they're neglected left and right with their testosterone. Poor dudes walking around with a test of 285 and they're told they're normal. So, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, we're having testosterone programs, both sexes, uh, problems, um, both sexes and, you know, it needs to be addressed really, but men do have commercially available products, but we don't. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think, I think pharmaceutical companies are just afraid. Like we're going to, like when you have testosterone, you wake up, like you see how passionate Amy and I are like, you wake up and you're like, uh-uh, not on my watch. Midlife women suffering, not going to happen. And so if all the women in the Western women have their testosterone dialed in, yeah. a lot of the crap that goes on wouldn't be going on because we wouldn't have, we wouldn't take it. No. Uh, and I think somebody, some people know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother. Yeah. I, but I'm with you. I think, I mean, we would get more shit done and, and we would be just powerhouses. Yep in every field. So <laughs> look out, look out. Yeah. yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And this is something that, that women need to know and be awoken to, like you said earlier, like wake up, your testosterone is important. Your thyroid's important. The communication between your hormones are important. You get that down pat and you get your life back, literally your life back. Oh, you do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't thank you enough for coming on here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I love this. It's been so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. Uh, We got to have you back on because this is one of the best conversations I've had in a long, long time. I I have great guests on. Don't get me wrong. I have have awesome guests Uh on. But you and I just jive. I mean, we we got the same attitude. I love it. I love it. (laughs) We're truth tellers, you know. Yeah. And I, I just can't stand the thought of some woman, like right now there, there's a woman lying across her bed before she started listening to this podcast, crying her eyes out because their clothes strewn all across because she's got invited to an event and she's gone through everything in her closet and nothing fits and she's sick of it and she's tried every diet and she has no energy and she feels horrible about herself and the way she looks and her doctors told her it's her fault and there's nothing wrong and she feels so hopeless and helpless. She's having the same thoughts that we did. If this is what life is, I don't even want to live it and I want her to know you are not alone 
And there is a reason. And if you don't know the reason why you're having these health problems, it's just because you haven't asked the right question yet. Not you personally, but the people you're working with. So you need to get with people like me and Amy who know what the deal is. We know what the problem is, who can help you find the answer to your problem so you can get better because life is too short for you to be laying across your bed crying. Right. And you don't have to. So get up, wipe your tears and get going. Take action. Yeah. Bam. That's just a slap in the face. <laughs> and you know, I mean, but, it, but a good slap because we've been there. We, we've been there. Describing the very situation that I was in 20 years ago where then I would cancel. I, I wouldn't even go out. I'd be like, right. nothing fits. I'm going to feel like ass anyways. So I'm just going to cancel and not go and not have a life. Yep. Yep. Exactly. How many times? I mean, and then I would just go automatic. People would ask me, do you want to do? No. No, no I'm busy that night. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the closet drama, too yeah. much. It's too much. And I'm not buying a size up. So it's not mm-hmm. happening. I'll just stay home. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I mean, you've just, you've hit home on so many points for people, I, I, for women specifically. And I, I just, I can't thank you enough. And we will have all of your information in the show notes so people can can contact you listen to your podcast follow you the whole deal yeah come find me i'm on social media i think at kieran dunston md it's k-y-r-i-n-d-u-n-s-t-o-n-m-d on facebook and instagram i'd love to see you guys awesome thank you so much for your time thank you bye amy bye